Blog Talk Radio. Now, I don't know what's up. 
I don't yeah, even know I was who Lush, say it, Scott. I don't even know. <laughs> You're the expert. You don't know what the hell is. <laughs> uh, like, all I know is Simona. <laughs> Listen, I know Simona Halep is probably about to get another title. Um, yeah. You know, when Sloan Stevens lost the other day, okay, fine. Yeah. She doesn't seem to win against. Yeah, she doesn't win it against Joe Conta for whatever reason. I I don't know. It's, it's tennis is all about matchups. That just might be a bad matchup for her. But I I expected her to win because she's in form. But just called Joe Conta said nope, not today. You know, and whew, whew, yeah. I I told you it's a fucking mess. It's a mess. And uh, you know, yeah, we'll save Serena. I know you got some questions. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm gonna get to her. I'm gonna get to her. Trust me. Uh, but you know, oh fuck it. Let's just get out of the way. Um, look, I said earlier, I look like an ass clown for saying it now in retrospect. But I said last week that the re- the, the winner of the upcoming, what I thought was an upcoming matchup between Serena Williams and Osaka, would determine, well, actually, would win the French Open. Again, I'm like mm-hmm. an ass clown now in retrospect. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's one thing for Naomi to lose. I mean, sure, shit happens. But what the hell happened with Serena? Well, I mean, to be she, honest, on now really got, more, she got an ass kicked. She got her ass kicked. She did. But let's let's just, like, let's be realistic for a moment, right? Yes. Serena Williams uh-huh. did not play a warm-up tournament on clay. She she decided sure. to bounce up into the French Open and be like, I'm about to win this shit. Um, this is yeah. not her best surface by any means, and she doesn't have much right. match play. We talked about how little she plays in general anyways, but it seems like every year she's playing less and less and less. So really, I mean, we talked about this on my podcast. Um, my partner brought up a good point that it's really not that big of a surprise that she lost because – she has no match play. Um, however, she lost to a player that she's never played um, who, mm-hmm. you know, has already fizzled out of the tournament. So she's not going to – She's, you know, of course, the, the lovely journalism people of the world wanted to crown her the next greatest thing in American tennis. Bullshit. She couldn't back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Serena just – Listen, Serena needs match play. She just needs match play. But you and I both know that ain't what we want to talk about, right? Right. You do know not. about the press conference debacle, correct? Yes, yes. Let's just get out the way. I was gonna. You you beat me to it. So, what the hell happened with that? What I mean, you you. I saw you on Twitter. You were more in tune to it than most of us out there. So just give us a rundown of what the hell happened and how it happened. So quick backstory. Quick yeah. story is Serena loses, and she wants to do her right. press conference immediately. That's unusual. Usually there's some time in between the the end of a match and the press conference. Dominic Team, who is the number four seed at Roland Garros, who is one of the only people who supposedly has a shot against Rafa. He ain't got a shot, but that's what we're saying, okay? Um, <laughs> okay. And he don't. Um he was in the he was he was wrapping up his press conference. So he was in room one, which is apparently the biggest room. It's where they want the biggest mm-hmm. stars because it can accommodate the most press. And Serena right. apparently did not want to wait. However, she did not say, Get him out of there, like I'm gonna stomp my foot, it's my turn. She said, I just wanna do it now. I don't want to wait. Put me in room two. The organizers of the French Open said no, so they moved Dominic Team. So, A, they probably maybe shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter because, I, I mean, have you ever covered sports media in the press? Have you ever covered it in that capacity? No, no, no. I'm told that's totally out of my element, to be honest with you. I lean on people like you to, to school me on this. So... I mean, just for anybody, well, you've watched enough press conferences, you know. You know that there's a team of people organizing all of that. You know that the athlete doesn't just show up and go, I'm going to go now and I'm going to do it there. There's a whole team of people organizing this. 
it, it, there's a system to it. So they didn't want to miss out on the opportunity of Serena doing press at all. So they took Dominic's team mm-hmm. and they bumped him. But let it be known that his press conference was almost over. He had always, because tennis players come from all over the world, typically the way that it works, they do their English press conference first. Then the people from their native country ask them questions yeah, in their native yeah. tongue. Right, and it is yeah. not uncommon when that part of the interview comes to move. It's not uncommon because there aren't as many people there. There's only going to be a handful right. of people wanting to ask him questions in whatever language he speaks. I don't even know. Um, probably German. I don't know. I I don't know. He's he's from Austria. Um, mm-hmm. so I was German. Yeah. At the end of the day, the tennis media fucked it up because someone who is a supposed, you know, leader of tennis journalism in the sport put out a tweet basically saying that Serena booted Dominic team. And then somebody else ran with it who should be a leader in the sport wrote a whole article on it. You can't backtrack from that, even though they both tried to. But at the end of the day, she does not have any control over where that press conference happens. It is not up to her, period. But tennis doesn't want to – they don't want to ever embrace Serena for who she is. Just say that she's our biggest star, and we're not going to put her in the smaller room, Dominic team. We're moving you because that's what happened. And you know what? I would be willing to bet a shit ton of money that your listeners don't know who the fuck Dominic team is, even though he's the number four player in the world. But everybody knows who Serena Williams is. So he was butthurt, and he said, oh, I have to leave because she's coming? Well, I can leave too. And then he walked out of his presser. He said, I can do also what I want. And he puffed his chest out, the little one he has, and he left. Okay, boo, bye. (laughs) Because really nobody, I mean, it's just stupid because, you know what, he knows how it works too. He knows how that shit works. So now he's demanding apologies. Uh, Tennis, once again, is, you know, throwing Serena's name into the ground and stomping on it and trying to knock her down a peg and paint her as the angry black woman. And I am so fucking sick and tired of that trope. It is old. It is dirty. It is dusted. We need to move on. We need to move on. Venus and Serena Williams have been the backbone of American tennis and worldwide tennis, if we want to be honest about it, but especially American tennis for 20 years 20 years, quit treating them like outsiders. They have played by the rules of the white tennis world, and they won. And these motherfuckers can't stand it. They can't stand it. They hate it that these black women have beat them at their own game. That's it. That's it. I'm done. Sorry. Well, no, no. Hey, it's it's all good. So, you know what? It's sad. Jacked up. Matter of fact, it's fucked up, but it is what it is. Um, we've seen it when she, when Serena won her, what, 23rd, help me out, her 23rd major, was it last year or the year before mm-hmm. last? And she, years. and someone came out about Margaret Court. No one really talked yeah. about Margaret Court when Steffi Graf won her, how many titles she has, when um, Martina won how many titles she has, and they may have made a cursory mention of Margaret Court, but it was just it was just that a cursory. I mean, no one, no one, no one. If someone would to say list that the most women, the women, the, the uh, tennis players are the most majors ever. Not many people, hardly hardly anybody would know who the hell Margaret Court is. Let's just be real about no, that. They, they don't say, know. They would say a combination of Serena. Whoever, however, however the hell they feel about her, followed by maybe or behind maybe Steffi Graf and Martina Navratilova, you would never, almost never hear Margaret Court's name mentioned until you know Serena started winning. So, and, and plus we we can go into you and I can go into another whole another podcast about Margaret Court, period, and her background, mm-hmm. and how it kind of relates to all this. But you know we won't do that now. But the point is, is that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a lot of it. I think maybe. I mean, do you? Is it possible that it was like a? It was a misunderstanding. I mean, you you mentioned earlier that 
that that uh, that that this dude seen knows the deals, knows the game, how it works. Because I was going to ask, of course could he it, knows it, how it, works. Be, it would be a, a misunderstanding, but it sounds like he just has some sour grapes. Maybe he's feeling himself out the well, win. Listen, just, he can be he can be mad. He can be mad all he wants to be. But he shouldn't be mad at Serena. Don't be mad because right. the organ the, because the French tennis federation asked you to move to make room for her. She did not ask you to move. That's the issue. It's right. not nobody cares if he's mad. Be mad. Be butthurt. You know, you're the one that got put in your place there. You realized that you weren't worthy. You thought you were bigger than you are. And that's I really believe that's what happened. He's like, oh, here I am, you know, the number four seed, and I'm doing my thing. And he got knocked down a peg. Okay, I feel you, boo. Your butt hurt. All right. But don't be mad at Serena because Serena didn't do it. You know how that shit works. The organization figures out who's going to go where and when. That's it. That's it. And Serena has been known to lose and take the fuck off, and they didn't want to risk that because it looks bad. They, nobody wants to miss out on a press opportunity when you've got a big – she is a ticket seller. She's one of the biggest names at this tournament. Right. She goes out early. You don't want her to just leave the grounds and nobody gets to talk to her. Nobody wants to see that happen. It, but she will do that. She's done it before. So when she says, I'm going to go now or I'm leaving, they're going to make room for her. But he took it as yeah. Roger would never do this. Rafa would never do this. She owes me an apology. He said, I want an apology. For what? For what? Because she didn't do it. But it's just, you know, one right. more example of somebody not being able to know their place and, you know, feeling uh, threatened by the dominance of somebody that doesn't look like you. Mm. That's it. And it's well, sad. I mean, it's yeah. sad, really. Do you? Let me ask you this. Do you think tennis aficionados would look back and think, what the fuck were we thinking not giving these sisters any love, these twin sisters any love? Do you, do you think they're going to look back and just wonder what if, like, not what if, but why, why did we screw up? Why did we take these, these, these tennis icons for granted? Why? You know, because well, to me, I don't think there's another tennis American tennis player that's going to hold that jocks for a very long time. And I think they're going to miss no, out on that. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. There's not. I mean, this is a this is probably a once in a lifetime thing that we will get to witness. This is a you know you don't. You don't get multiple Serena Williams in a lifetime. You don't. You know. Yeah. Um. You know when. You know when they're gonna miss her. They're gonna miss her. The tournament right after she retires, when nobody shows up. That's when they're gonna miss her. It isn't even gonna take a long time, because statistics don't lie. She right. sells seats. She sells seats. When Serena plays. People come. There are no ifs, ands, buts. It doesn't matter who she plays. It doesn't matter what time she plays. It doesn't even matter what other sport is going on in the world. And that is huge, especially in tennis, because tennis cannot compete with football, but she can. She can. There is a very small period of time in the year where the tennis schedule overlaps with the NFL and Serena can compete. She draws viewerships. She still sells tickets. And when she's gone, that's when they're going to wake up, but it's going to be too late. You see, she's on the cover of Forbes magazine. She is the first athlete woman to be on there. They'll see. Right. Right. You know, they will see. Well, let me ask you this. Um, skipping forward to, um, I guess, like Madison Keys is in the quarterfinals going against uh, uh, Barty, uh, the Australian. And, and like, in the, mm-hmm. like I said, the quarterfinals is probably going to more than likely, the winner that's more than likely going to face uh, Halep in the, in, mm-hmm. like a, in the semis. And the way Stevens bowed out today, um <laughs> It doesn't seem like 
what's the pipeline like for women's tennis, women's American tennis? I mean, I know we touched on it like only a few moments ago, but I see a couple possibilities with Stevens, Keys, uh, um, uh, um, Vandeweghe, Coco Vandeweghe, um, a couple of others. I think there was one that's one unseated young lady playing Hallis. Uh, and it's the Movo, I think her last name is. So, mm-hmm. what's the what's the prospects of so, women's tennis post Williams sisters at this point? I mean, there's always potential, right? But who's going to capitalize? Sloane Stevens has been around for a while. She's won a major, and you know what? Good on her. Um, I don't know that tennis is her first priority. I really don't, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be. I mean, she's doing well doing what she's doing. Um, Madison Keys needs to stay healthy. Madison Keys also seems to not stay too long with a coach. Um, she's an emotional mess. And those are the two biggest prospects probably in American tennis right now. The other girls are younger. We'll see. I don't like to put too much stock in young players who have good runs because good runs don't right. mean anything. You know, it takes years, years. Right. So when you can because it takes, you know, re, I don't know if you remember several years ago, there was Melanie Udon who made this amazing run at the U.S. Open. Well, where is she now? She's not even playing. She couldn't stay injury-free. So, so yeah. Uh, I'm, listen, my child is interrupting me with hamster drama. <laughs> you can't make it up. <laughs> I got nine year old, so I had to do yeah. sleep now, so it's all good. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> like, you know, he just—I this little voice. But you know, you you have to have staying power. I mean, Madison Keys has already had wrist surgery. That's a big deal for mm-hmm. a tennis player. You know, Wanda right. won. Uh, Martin Del Potro won. The U.S. Open beat Roger Federer convincingly at the age of 19. Yeah. At the age of 19. Well, you know what? He had wrist surgery. He's never been the same. Never. Now he's good for one upset and a draw. He's not winning anymore. He's not. Not a major. Wow. So it's just, I mean, in, in the big picture of it all, I'm, I'm looking at Madison. I'm looking at Sloan. Um, you know, I mean, hey, I, I want some young Americans to cheer for, absolutely. Um, but, you know, it, it takes time to to be worthy of my cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. You got to be worthy mm-hmm. of my cheers. But anyway, speaking <laughs> of the men, uh, let's go to men's side right quick. Basically, it's just turned out to be what we all expected. The OGs are dominating, you know. Federer, your boy Federer, mm. that is. Um, um, uh, uh, Nadal, Rafa <laughs> Nadal, my guy. And the Joker himself, Novak Djokovic. Playing, I think one that like, he's playing theme in the in, – in the, He will play think, Dominic's the, team. Team, yeah. So there was no tennis today because it rained. So I'm a little confused about where we are exactly in the draw because everything today was a washout. However – Roger Federer has had an amazing run. He hasn't been in Paris in four years, and he's in the semifinals. That's great. Bad news is he's going to play Rafa Nadal, so he's probably done. Um, But he might not. I mean, what? but you know what? I was listening this morning to some news, and they made some interesting facts. This is going to be the first time that Rafa has played Federer on clay with the new racket, the new backhand, in a different style of game because Federer is constantly changing the way that he plays, which is really how he stays relevant and um, is able to continue to do well because he is willing to adjust. So it could be interesting. Federer might even get a set. If he wins, man, I don't even know. I Listen, whoo, I'll be happy, but I'm, I might have to watch it two or three times to figure out exactly how it happened because Rafa just kicked Nisha Corey's ass yesterday. Kick his ass. Poor little poor little Nisha Corey only won five games in the whole match. Only five. That's he's all. Rafa was like, oh, he's so not a scrub. Not even a little bit of a scrub. Not even a tiny, tiny bit of a scrub. But Rafa made him look like a five-year-old that had never held a racket. So that's <laughs> kind of scary. 
Um, so, yeah, so so actually we have Novak Djokovic and Sasha Zverev who are going to play. And then Dominic's team, I don't know who he's going to play. Um, I really don't. Dominic will probably win. Um, Sasha Zverev, the young German who's going to go up against Novak, traditionally doesn't do well at majors at all, so I'm surprised that he's even here. He doesn't even usually make it to the second week. So he must be feeling confident. Um, I don't think he wins. He might. I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know that he troubles Novak. Novak's been looking invincible. Um, if it's Roger and Novak in the final, I'm here for it. It'll be fun. They're a great matchup. If it's Rafa in Novak, yeah. I'm sleeping in. I'll wake up, <laughs> check the score line. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You want to know who wins? Who wins? Tell Novak. Me. Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic will win. Well, doesn't he kind of own Nadal anyway? I mean. Nobody owns Nadal in Paris, but he will win. Well, not in Paris, but, I mean, overall, I mean, I'm talking about the series. I mean, he's done quite um, well against him, but I'll be on a hard I'm not really sure what their still. head-to-head is. Yeah, I'm not, I, I honestly don't know what their head-to-head is because, I because I I don't know because I don't care I guess um I should look that up mm-hmm. that should be that's something I should be able to tell you another time <laughs> there you go another time uh so who do you have women winning the women's draw I mean you you, you say that uh, it's a hot mess but who do you have like winning now I think you mentioned Halep Halep has a has a strong favorite but but who do you have yeah I don't What's know who can feeling? stop her at this point. I, I don't know who could stop yeah. her. Joe Conta is the strongest from the other side, the woman that took out Sloan Stevens. And um, if she gets to the final, it will be her first time playing for a title of this magnitude. That's a lot of pressure. However, Halep has a lot of pressure because she's defending. So it should be interesting, but I think Halep, um, you know, you got to lean that way. Okay, well, we'll get you out here on this. I'll be talking to, to- – to my boy Kevin McCune uh, about the NBA Finals, who you have won the whole damn thing? Who you have won? Do you give? Oh my God! I'm gonna go with Toronto because I'm fucking sick of those other boys. I don't even want to say it. You sick of? Are you sick of Team Light Skin? Is that is that it? <laughs> <laughs> and also, they they're missing some key players. You no, know? so I mean, That's you need your whole that team. That's very true. Yeah, right. so, you know, but I, I, it's time for a new winner. It's time for a new winner. It's time for a new, new winner. So, do the damn thing, Toronto. We the North. There you go. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, we'll, we'll, I'll holler at you next week We go, um, after the after French Open. We're going to wrap shit up. But I got to have you back All on right. next week. So, holler at your boy. Next time. All right, cool. That's Janina Reed, y'all. Please check out Real Tennis Fans YouTube podcast. It's funny as hell, and actually, can, as you can as you can tell, she's pretty funny as hell too. So please check that out. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna talk the NBA finals. My pride and joy, all things NBA, with my boy Kim McCune. He's from the Weekend Adjusted Sports Talk Show on WMH. The ticket. What's up, Kevin? Hey, how are you, Scott? I am fine. I'm watching. Um, I just wrapped up tennis, but while well, I was talking to her, I was watching the, the Golden State in Toronto, and Toronto's going to clinch. Yeah. You can expect because to, uh, Golden State is like a walking mansion. But, we, but but before we get into the live podcasting of Game Three, let me get your mm-hmm. thoughts on the first two games thus far. I mean, to me, I thought that Toronto missed a huge opportunity in Game Two. You know, with mm-hmm. uh, especially particularly when Clay went out like late in the game when Golden State went scores for the last five minutes, changed up the ball game. So give me your take yeah, on I, what happened in Game Two. Uh, I think, you don't mind. Yeah, in Game Two, um, here's my take on what happened in Game Two. Uh, at halftime, everybody in Toronto went and took a nap, fell asleep, and uh, and didn't wake up. I mean, I know Kawhi. <laughs> Kawhi statistically, if you look at Kawhi's stat line in the fourth quarter, you think that he had a pretty good fourth quarter for Toronto. But if you watched him play, there right. were so many missed opportunities, so many possessions where um, he just looked like he was lost. And the whole team, entire, like they just couldn't get it going. Um, watching game one, when Toronto, when Toronto survived the third quarter, they came out of the third quarter with the lead. 
I was like, I, I thought, okay, Toronto's got a great chance to take this game because I think Golden State's MO really throughout this entire run of their dynasty is that they, they, they kill you in the third quarter. You might be able to hang with them the first, second quarter, but third quarter comes and that's when they put you away. And, and Golden State had the classic Golden State run in game two, that 20-0 run where Toronto just couldn't buy a basket and um, really just lost all sense of urgency, it seemed like. And uh, just yeah, trying the, the pace flat, of play. The, yeah, yeah, it's flat. Yeah, the pace of play was just uh, quizzical, to say the least, for, for an NBA Finals game, too, especially on the home court with a 1-0 lead. And like you said, having a chance to really take advantage in the series. Um, so, yeah, that's, that was my breakdown of game two. I will say this tonight. I know you want to get to tonight's game. I, sure. I, I'm i billing tonight's game as this is Steph's LeBron game. You know, this is his chance. If, if you harken back to the to the 15 finals when Kyrie went down and Kevin Love went down and LeBron had to right. shoulder the entire load uh, of Cleveland in, in that in that series and, you know, Sands uh, Deladova going to the hospital um, and getting IV fluids. <laughs> um, you know, I think LeBron clearly showed that he was the best player on the court and in the world, even though the Cavs came up short in the series. And, you know, for all the – um, I guess all the negatives you can look at if you're a Golden State fan tonight, you can at least say, well, this is Steph's chance to say I'm the best player in the world now. Um, I'm the new face of the NBA because he's in a situation that LeBron faced uh, two years ago and passed with flying colors. Right. And, and you know what, too? I mean, a team, can you, I know you remember. I mean, I know you're a Cavs fan, so I know you remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron leading the likes of Dove Dova. And what's mm-hmm. that? Timothy Moskov was he on that team too? Right. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, a few others. I mean, and third uh, scoring options, yeah. Exactly. So imagine him, man, should to, to lead that bunch to a two-one series lead on Golden State, right? Without Kevin, right. Blumen, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without Kevin Love, without Kyrie, Kevin Love, yeah. that is nothing short right. of amazing. And it's crazy. I mean, I you know. Yeah, I and mean, the script tonight is the same for Curry. He's got a chance to lead Golden State through a 2-1 series lead uh, without his uh, two best uh, sidekicks on the floor with him. Right. So, which, I mean, which harken back to, like, fast forward to, like, we're going to get get to tonight shortly. I know it's a commercial for yeah, now. For sure. But, I mean, I mean, I, I just think, I mean, that I still think back to that third, harken back to that third quarter in game two. 18 mm-hmm. to nothing run. Golden State right. with an 18 to nothing run. To come at home on the road. That shouldn't happen mm-hmm. to a home team in the finals. I'm no. sorry. No, especially no, that's, when they were. It's crazy. It was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, it was embarrassing for Toronto, and it was it was uh, it was bizarre. But um, you know, I, and I say that, but at the same time, on the other hand, how bizarre is it when Golden State does that to every opponent and has year in year out? Sure. You know, it, it it is the third quarter, and Toronto survived the third quarter in game one, and I was confident going into the fourth quarter that Toronto had game one because I knew because that's where Golden State gets teams, and that it's in that third quarter. And um, and, it, and they got Toronto in a big way in game two. Yes, they did. So they they literally almost literally stole game two. Toronto should be up two games. Oh, no, I, right I would now. say they I mean, did steal game two because, I mean, there was a point in the second quarter, I think, what Toronto was up 13. It looked like it was heading towards a potential blowout city. Um, right, and then, right. I, and, you know, I'm going to sound biased here, but then Steph Curry d- starts doing his little, uh, I don't know what you call him, uh, his little uh, backwards butt uh, nudges, you know, into the uh, defender's lanes <laughs> to draw foul calls. and <laughs> Uh, you know, just get yeah. that butt out right back into where the defender's running, get the call, and uh, get to the free throw line. And, and that, you know, hey, as, as much as you want to take away from a guy for doing that and people say it's cheap, he kept Golden State in the game by drawing cheap fouls in the second quarter or else it might have been, right. you know, a blowout, you know, heading into halftime as it, as it stands. It ended up being a five-point game at halftime. He drew another cheap foul right at the end. Um, and, and you can, you can take it away from them all you want, but in the end, it's smart basketball. You, you know, if you can, if you can get the whistle, right. get the whistle, get to the free throw line, especially if you're a guy like him who shoots it at a 90 plus percent clip. Well, you know, this, this, the, 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 the back on now, they went for commercial break. So to, to rounds up 26, 16, 
this mm-hmm. it's going probably well expected, you know, with a team for for Golden State that that doesn't mm-hmm. have Clay, that doesn't have KD, that has a right. hobbled uh, Iguodala, and Steph has to do it all by himself. Go ahead. I, what's Curry have? Didn't he have like 12 or 16 or something like that? Or maybe more? I, yeah, yeah. I don't have the stats in front points. Mm-hmm. I think he has 12 yeah. of the 16 points. So, uh, But Golden State shooting 33% from the field. They're only eating, hitting 18% of three-point shots. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's it's going to be interesting to see if Golden State gets worn down because they have to play – they have to go into the, to their bench because they're down two starters and two scorers. Mm-hmm. And I just saw a kid just hit a three-pointer. Uh, I think Toronto would take that all day. Uh, I don't know the kid's mm-hmm. name for, for Golden State. He's one of the nine for ten players on the depth chart. Um, but I think Golden State, like Toronto's game plan, is to simply just keep an eye on Steph and let everybody else beat them. Right. And right. If, yeah, if and I, think, else I think that's beat them. They can shake their hands. I mean, that's what that's what their game plan has to be, right? I mean, um, and Steph, you know, to his credit, I say this is his LeBron game. You know, talking about it, at the time we said he had 12 of the 16. I mean, he's he's definitely rising to the occasion so far in this game. But you're right, Toronto Toronto's game plan definitely has to be to key in on him and uh, make everybody else in the court beat you. I mean, Draymond had, I think, what, 10 points in game two? Uh, and correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. There might have been game one or game two. So, <clears throat> you look at what they lost, what Golden State lost scoring-wise with Clay Thompson being out. They lost 25 points from game one. They lost 21 points – or, no, excuse me, 21 points from game one and 25 points from game two. Uh, they lost game one by nine. They won game two by five. Uh, you could argue, yeah. and I, I know this is a, a very layman argument that uh, very very elementary and maybe doesn't hold a lot of water, but you could argue without those 21, without those 25, you know, uh, they lose by more than nine in game one. And they don't win by five in game two. Um, so right. a lot of scoring with with Clay being out. Lots of yeah, and plus you got to give props to yeah, that's okay. They they, they you have to give props to the uh, Marcus Cousins and how he played as as well. I mean, on the dumb yeah, he, he's coming back from a dumb leg, but he's he's playing his ass off, and you know I think he's going to get more minutes well, tonight. You know as. And I think I think that was another huge thing that you know I'm glad you bring up because we we didn't touch on it yet is that really Cousins and then even to an extent Andrew Bogut uh, with all his like weird old man alley yeah. he got in game two uh, I think that, <laughs> that their their presence I think really really helped propel the Warriors in game two that that interior presence that I think they they really missed in game one I know Cousins really struggled in game one I don't know how many minutes Bogut even got in game one I know he he didn't play as much as he he had played in game two. Um, right. But, yeah, and, uh, Cousins already drew a foul tonight. Uh, and if you saw that early, he joined the uh, Golden State Floppers Club uh, from the three-point line. Uh, drew, yeah. drew a foul, got uh, three free throws. But, um, no, I think I'm glad to see him um, start to return to form because, you know, he's one of the best big men in the NBA. It's a sad story. And I know I saw earlier today he said he was thinking about retirement because uh, his injury had been yeah. so bad, trying to get back from it, um, and I know he, you know, he gambled on himself by taking this contract and uh, really a yeah. tough year because he spent the whole year rehabbing. And um, the best he can hope for is that he shows up here in these finals and is able to to make something of it. You know, come free agency this summer. But um, just get yeah. back to tonight's game. If if uh, I think Toronto would be up way more if Gasol would quit shooting threes. I know he shoots uh, he's shooting thirty nine point five percent from the three point line throughout the playoffs. The dude is just throwing yeah. up bricks. Yeah, he should just stay in his pay grade right now. I mean, <laughs> that's right. You know, Draymond just let, let, of let three point play. I don't know if you saw that he just threw it up in the air. <laughs> oh, you guys! I think you're a little ahead of me. I'm streaming from my laptop, so I think I'm a little bit behind. Oh, you are. <laughs> well, you're doing the smart thing, actually. Yeah. You're not paying. You have to pay for it, um, but. But yeah, I mean, it's I'm, if Toronto doesn't win this game, dude, they're going, it's going to be over in five. I'm just going to come on. Yeah, I if think, they don't win tonight's game, it's no excuse for them. No, I'm a, I'm on board with that. I think if if Toronto loses to uh, the skeleton roster tonight and essentially loses to Steph Curry, because uh, that's what it would be, and uh, yeah, I I I don't think that they have 
I, I wouldn't think they have a chance in the series um, because you got to figure Clay's going to probably be back for game four. And, right. you know, KD, there's rumors that he's going to be back at the midway point. Although there's part of me that speculates right. whether or not right. the, um, the, the, the curse thing KD will be back at the midway point. If that's just, you know, throwing out uh, smoke to try to, uh, intimidate Toronto in some way. I'm not sure that he's going to actually play in the finals, but <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, think I just saw. Playing. I, I just, don't think Katie's playing at all. And I, I just now saw Draymond's three think... point play here. Yeah, so I'm like way behind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I won't say. I won't spoil what happened. Like okay. Steph Curry got away with a carry. I almost called him Dale. Steph Curry got away with a big carry before a big shot for the end of the half. Before the point. end of the quarter. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's on fire. He's catching fire. So he's to your mm-hmm. point. He's having this LeBron, this what twenty fourteen LeBron moment. Um, he's right. carrying these boys big time. He's really carrying them. But uh, we gotta see if he wears down or not. Um, but what are your impressions of the first quarter thus far? Uh, it looks like that uh, Kawhi started to hit up a little bit. The, the scores some balance for uh, for mm-hmm. Toronto. Which is what mm-hmm. if you're a Toronto fan, you you would love to see that. Just that Stephen Curry, he's he has 17 of the 29 points uh, for Golden mm-hmm. State. So someone else obviously has and, to step up. We all know it's gonna have a hard time, but but give me your impression on the first quarter, right, right quick. If it was any other player in the NBA, I would I would be afraid for Golden State that they were gonna wear down throughout the course of the game. But I think Curry might be the most um, physically fit player in terms of stamina you know, in the NBA right yeah. now. Uh, I mean, he can, he can run around in circles all night long. Um, but as far as my impressions of the first quarter, because it just ended for me. And I think I think Green, uh, Danny Green hitting that um, three-pointer for Toronto was huge just to get it back to seven. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think if Toronto had played smarter in a lot of different areas, they, they'd be up by more. And that's, you know, I mean, that's easy to right. say about any game. Um <laughs> and at the same at the same time, like Curry Curry is going to have to carry Golden State. Uh, you mentioned seventeen of the twenty nine. He's going to have to do that uh, all game, and it's going to have to be one of those LeBron type games where he's going to play, you know, forty six minutes tonight, forty seven and change tonight. Get him a breather here and there where you can for, you know, try to you know steal steal breathers for him. Like right now, um, like this is his time to rest. This is his time to sit down. Because uh, you want to you want to play him as many minutes as you can. You don't have the luxury of getting to go to Quinn, Quinn Cook and Sean Livingston and getting him um, the breathers that you would normally get him. Um, mm-hmm. But in all honesty, um, my my total impression of the first quarter is Toronto should be up more. Uh, if uh, yeah. if you look at how the game totally played, agree. if you look at how uh, how they really controlled the pace of play uh, through the first seven eight minutes of the quarter there nine minutes of the quarter. Um, you know, we're up 10 or, you know, we're up double figures. Let's say that for most of that quarter, um, for a good portion of it anyway. And, um, and Golden, Golden State had a little late rally there, a little fury at the end. Uh, I think that uh, Toronto is doing what they should, what's expected with, with Golden State players being out. But at the same time, Curry is, uh, is the thorn in the side uh, that, he, that he's been in the entire yeah. NBA for the past five years. <laughs> And uh, right. and you would think they should be up more. Yeah, I mean, to your point, what the hell is Marcus all doing taking those two three-point shots where he could have just – I don't know. Especially the, the I mean, second one, just, I, the, Damon, the air ball. Yeah. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. I mean, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know, dude. I, it, seemed, it seems like Toronto should to your – it's almost like game two all over again before halftime. Remember when they played so well? But they were up mm-hmm. by only five points because they couldn't. Five, right? Mm-hmm. They, they couldn't deliver the they, they, they couldn't deliver the 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 kill shot that you would expect mm-hmm. of them, and it's going to be looking mm-hmm. that way in this game. So they better not mess around because again, if they don't win tonight, I don't think they win another game in this series because you know Clay is going to come back in Game Four, and I don't mm-hmm. think Kevin Durant will be back at all in this finals. But you know, with Clay back, that's going to pose more problems for Toronto. So it's, right. it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. If, if Toronto's going to win the series, they have to take at least one of the games in Oracle. And, uh, you know, either either tonight or, you know, here in a few nights when they play game four. And 
And you, you tonight it, it sets up as the easier night to do that, you know, because uh, yeah. back home in Toronto, Toronto's a great home team. Um, I think I don't know what their I think their record at home. I was Golden State might have been one of their it might have been their only loss or one of their few losses that they had. Um, so they're a really good home team, but you have to steal a game. Yeah. Uh, you have to steal a game in San Francisco, as are Oakland, with the Bay Area. Um, you have, you have to steal a game here uh, uh, if if you're gonna if you don't want to hope to win the win the finals, especially if Clay comes back. But um, I'll say this too, and um, I, I as like I think Kawhi had what do you have? I think it was 28 in game one, 27 or 28 and 34 in game two. I've never seen mm-hmm. a player stuff the stat sheet the way he has in the first two games, um, and at the same time he sounds he, good. <laughs> Do I sound like Skip Bayless? Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. Not, re- not realize how big of a factor he is. Is that is that kind of what he said? Right. Yeah, because that's just like, yeah, it's I mean, like he, wow, he's he thirty four, but I just <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I just yeah. I, I I'm just like he had thirty four points, but I didn't notice him. You know, make you know he didn't have that killer instinct. You know, essentially, at least he didn't appear to in game two and um, in game one. I think he really filled up. Uh, filled up his uh, point total at the foul line near the end of the game. Uh, but I, I just think if Toronto, let, if Toronto, if, if they can get the win tonight with, with Golden State hobbled, um, in in order for Toronto to go on to win the series, if Clay comes back and like Kawhi has got to develop a killer instinct and a killer mentality. I think personally, I think he was one of the top three players in the world alongside LeBron and Kevin Durant. But at the same time, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think LeBron and Durant uh, have both in finals shown that they have that killer instinct that they they want the ball in their hands in big moments, and I I'm still mm-hmm. waiting to see that from Kawhi in this series. Yeah, he's not. We got to see that tonight because he just started drawing fouls in the in the first quarter. But I need him to be more assertive. I need for him to prove that he is that dude. You know what I'm saying? That, mm-hmm. that guy, mm-hmm. that superstar. He wants to be paid like a mm-hmm. superstar. He wanted his own crew. Now is mm-hmm. the chance. He got him to the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. which is great, all well and good, but you got to deliver. You got to take it home. You got to close the deal. You know, you got to close mm-hmm. the deal. And right now, he needs to – I think he could play better. I know Steph, Steph's on the bench right now. But he could play better. And, you know, I think he will play better. And he better play better <laughs> if he wants to be considered that dude. Because uh, right mm-hmm. now he's just—I don't want to say he's just a guy. I mean, he's not just a guy per se, right. but he's not playing like the superstar that he is. And I think that would help. Go to Toronto's up ten by now, but go ahead. Yeah, and and yeah, just to that point, I, I feel like Siakam was the guy in Game One that had that killer instinct yeah. that give me the ball, I'm going to yes. back again, I'm going to get a bucket, I'm going to find a way, and I want, like you were saying, I want Kawhi to be that guy. I want Kawhi to be like, all right, they're down Clay Thompson, they're down KD. This is, you know, this is me versus Steph, mano a mano. Um, may the best man win, and I and I want to prove that I'm that guy. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's, uh, I think it, this series will will go a long way in determining Kawhi's legacy. Uh, as far as Curry's yeah. legacy, I think that one's already set in stone. Um, as, as far as him being one of the, the best point guards of all time, if arguably not the best, I would still put Magic ahead of Curry, but uh, yeah, I know I a lot. Too. There's a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of people in the what, what do you call it? Um, baby or not? What what generation are we in? Gen- that was generation the best of all time. You, I don't know. I I I, I, I love right, to try. Right. But guess who joined the party? Our guy Jared has joined the party. I didn't realize that you oh, were awesome. alive, man. My bad. You're good. What's happening? Yeah, I'm here. What's happening? Hey, I don't have a ton of time. I just had a second to call in. I just wanted to offer this hot take. I got Toronto in seven. Oh, you got Toronto in seven now. Hey, I tell you what. I got Toronto in seven. Dude. Hey, I'm not. I'm not backing they off tonight. that prediction yet. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm, not, I'm glad you're not flip-flopping like Shannon Sharp did this morning. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yo, I. They better, like I was telling my boy, our guy Kevin, they better win tonight. 
Toronto better win tonight. No Clay, no KD. They better win tonight, brother. Yeah. I don't care if it's on the road or not. Yeah. They're up ten. They're up ten, and they don't. They, and yes, yes, Golden State still has Curry, but it's that they're up ten. But they, but um, Golden State's not going to be able to go on one of those fourteen zero runs. That's just not right. in the cards for anything Golden State's going to be doing tonight. So I have full confidence they're going to win tonight. All right. Well, they're looking see, the, Siakam right keeps crossing over guys like that, like he just did. That crossover yeah. Siakam just had on Jarepko, he keeps that up. I think you might be right, Jerry. No, come on now. <laughs> like, honestly, that's, you just said it. You had Siakam, you had Siakam going against Jarepko. <laughs> you got Jarepko playing minutes. Come on, man. There's just well, yeah, somebody Toronto's, Toronto's why deeper they than that. Which is why they yes, should win they, tonight, and, bro. They should win I'm tonight. telling you, full confidence. <laughs> full confidence they will. Okay. Cool, man. I don't know if you'll I don't know if you'll get this one, but for Kevin, I'm on this one like I was on my Res five hundred last year. <laughs> <laughs> the guarantee. Here you go. Hey man, sorry that I missed you early, bro, but uh, we're gonna do, hey, let's just hope that Toronto does win. It'll be a longer series, so I'll get you two back on, on the podcast next week. So we'll hopefully live live podcast, like maybe I guess it'll be game five or six. I don't know. Um, but uh, I guess it'll be five. Maybe we'll try to get together for it or something. Yeah, we yeah, we, yeah, we definitely will. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Let's do this next week. It's a lot of fun as usual. Go all right, Toronto, thanks, right? I appreciate it. That's right, yeah. All right. Yeah. We're all Canadian right now. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good that one. Sounds good, guys. All right, take care. All right, we'll see you. Those are my guys, uh, Kevin McHugh and Jared Stevenson, uh, Singleton, rather, not Stevenson. Like, break it down. This is tonight's game three of the NBA Finals. Uh, the, the show will be back soon. The weekend adjustments on WMHO, the ticket. Check them out there as well. Thank you all for tuning in. This podcast has usually been fun for me with Janina Reed from Real Tennis Fans podcast earlier, earlier in the podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. This is Scott Burst with Clown signing off. Oh, six. Good night. Enjoy game three.